Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello you, welcome to the Football Ramble. England have lessons to learn, Denmark pulled themselves together and Scotland were gubbed. Away we go! Hello, everybody. I'm Marcus Speller. Luke Moore, Jim Cavanaugh, Pete Donaldson are here. All right. Hello. Oh, it's good to have you, boys. Good to hear the word gubbed. Mm. Yes. Yeah. First of the season, which is a surprise given that we've been talking about Fort William every week. Mm. It is. I thought mm. we I thought we were overdue. Yeah. yeah. It's I a mean, very it, Scottish word. Is it a word that's specific to a certain part of Scotland, though? Because Fort William's, of course, a little bit out there. So. It is. As far as I'm aware, it isn't. It was, it's quite a Scottish word. But if that is wrong, then please get in touch. Don't be in touch. Yeah. You've got it, better things to do than In that. England, we, we, we used to use the word. Was it drubbed? They were drubbed. It's a very tabloidy word. A though, drubbing, it? Yeah. Yeah. it is, yeah. We, uh, that, that doesn't seem to surface these days, which I'm fine with. The ramble enjoys a shellacking every now and again. Yeah. Right? yeah. Anyway, all that, all that points towards the fact that Scotland were well and truly hammered, <laughs> uh, which we'll come on to later, I presume. England were beaten as well by a better side. Yes. Yeah. yes. And look at, and, and just, just before we go into that, the Nations League. Um, Good start. It's, it's working all right. Good I mean, start. Look at League D. Lower ranked European games. Um, mm-hmm. Teams playing against each other. 
lower-ranked European teams, yeah. so, sorry, um, in games that mean something, Georgia picking up wins, Faroe Islands yeah. getting a win, Andorra getting a draw, Kosovo getting a draw, Liechtenstein winning. How many of them did you watch? This None of them. <laughs> I, I, the, the level of football is horrendous. But, but, but at least you know where it is and you can avoid yeah, it. The, the point is, if those teams do well and they get promoted and yes. they start playing against better teams, they're going to improve yeah. beyond the fact, because what we're used to seeing from these teams are, oh, we've got Andorra in our group, let's send all our players over to Andorra to win 8-0. I mean, it's pointless. Mm. It's absolutely Point. And that will still happen when they're qualifying for the European Championship. True, Absolutely. but they get a little bit of a departure. And I just remembered mm. that England did, were drawing nil nil at half time with Andorra once. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which was the yeah that was uh, the David Nugent goal. Yeah, yes. that's right. But yes. even then, right at the other end, if you look at how France <coughs> approach, um, approach their game in the Netherlands, you can tell it it matters. It does. The, all of the games feel competitive. Yeah. It's exactly what the point of the Nations League was. And I mean, I know we're only a, a short way into it, but I, I'm enjoying it so far. I like it. Yes, it would have been more enjoyable. Let's have more of it. A lot more of it. It would have been enjoyable if England from that loss against Belgium in the in the third place playoff from then until the first game of the UEFA Nations League. In, in, in Group A4, England had a no, learned... League A, Group oh, Sorry, sorry. Yeah, League A, okay. Group it's gonna, 4. It's going to take us all a bit of a Yeah, absolutely. But, I, but I'm glad you seem to have got your head around it more yeah. than most of the population. I've, I've, I've done my research. I've actually done a bit of work. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah. genuinely like went off... I love football, so I don't mind doing it. So in that time, um, I hope that England had learned to pass it a bit better, to press a bit better, mm. to keep the ball a bit better. The intensity was there, but... They were beaten by a better side. But Gareth Southgate was very realistic before and after the match with his assessments. Let me just read this quote out, uh, out to you. He said, we have to keep faith in, the, in, in what we're trying to play. Otherwise, we go back to what we've done historically. And there's no way we'll ever be a top team if we do that. We have to be brave enough to stick our principles, stick to our principles, sorry, and identify how to improve, but that won't be easy. And he's right, Jim. Yeah, I mean, well, the Croatia game was a perfect example of that, wasn't it? The second half was a complete sort of falling back onto older, old methods. Even but... parts of the first half, and we can well, forget yeah, that. Yeah, very much so, very much so. But um, that's right. I mean, he's, he's making all the right noises again. Um, Rashford's goal, not simply for, for Rashford's finish, but the nature of it, the way they built that from the back and and and, and, sh- and stretched Spain was was very, very impressive. And obviously... Short-lived. Yeah, short <laughs> Sal's goal was pretty much like come on back in your box like yeah. very much so like just a, a, a sort of even, even tighter kind of um, more slick passing move than, than, than England's but you know the fact that I mean imagine if that goal had been scored at the World Cup it would, be, it would have been one of the England's best moments because well, and we would have lost 2-1 without we question. absolutely would have lost yeah. as well but I mean that is a real positive thing that, that we're at least starting to uh, to get those goals in there so yeah I mean it's a loss and you know we're we're already chasing the rest of the group. Uh, <laughs> We're battling against sense. relegation. Yeah. Yeah. You said you <laughs> said that it would have been two one, but surely VR would have uh, given us an extra goal. Surely, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's two a all. real thing. Let's yeah. forget about not being able to keep the ball as yeah. well as Spain. Two all, absolute disgrace. Uh, why? Why is no one talking about the possibility of ha- having VAR, but only when it benefits our team? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would be for. I am. I, I, um, I agree with pretty much everything Southgate said. And the the England goal was was a good goal, and it shows that England can play well in flashes. And I completely uh, endorsed the, the idea that we can't keep being left behind in the way we play. But England are only going to be able to show that sort of stuff in flashes until they have <clears throat> a, a, a tradition or a history or uh, build up some sort of experience of being able to control games in the in the midfield area. Because if if we're being generous about England in that Croatia game, we could say, oh, you know, it was they were pretty tired, they're a young team, they probably expended a lot of nervous energy and blah, blah, blah. But if you're being possibly a bit more even-handed, you would say, 
they can't really control games. Mm. England, England had a great run to the semi-final. They had a favourable run, which is fine because you know the teams who were there deserve to be there. On, mm. they're, on, they're there on merit. But we never really ever controlled a game against a better team. No. And, and, and it's going to take us a while to be able to build mm. up and bring the players through that, that, that can do that. And, and, the, and Gareth Southgate said himself, the only player he's had he, th- he can think of that could do that was Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. And that, I mean, we're going back a, a yeah. bit now. And you know I what's mean, been really interesting about that is the way that's been reported is a lot of newspapers say, um, Gareth Southgate on the lookout for new Gascoigne, which is exactly the problem. That's mm. the whole problem straight <laughs> yeah, right out. Just yeah. happening again. Well, like, it would, it would be the is... problem if Southgate cared about what the press said, which he does. No, absolutely. Mm. But the narrative might now be, you know, on whichever you know young player comes through next, that they have that tag attributed to them mm. because it's it's out there and it's uh, it's being sort of. Um, just looked at through that sort of old school England lens. But, but did, did, um, did, the way that Gascoigne played in defence as well, like he would, he was a rough and tough kind mm. of guy who would take the ball back if it had been lost and stuff yeah. like that. He was kind the of energy. Re- he had, was... Yeah, he had a lot of energy, and he, and he wanted the ball all the time. And that's not something that can be said for anyone who has. Been he, he just had the quali- He just had the quality to control the tempo of a game. Mm. I mean, and, and it doesn't mean you have to be a Gascoigne type player to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, some other players can. Players like if you think of someone like Xavi, Xavi or Iniesta, very different players. Yeah, they're nothing like Gascon, but they could still control the game. And you could even speak of someone like Valderrama back in the Mm -hmm. day, who was a classic number ten, but could also control Mm -hmm. the tempo of the game. Could slow the whole game down. Zidane, Baggio, these you get different types of players that can do it. The the closest um, England have had to a player that can do it in the last year or so is that one game. I I can't even remember the game it was, and it was when Fabian Delph played in that Henderson role. And he lent the ball out and got it back and did really well. But I, I think it was in a friendly and it was against probably fairly poor opposition. <laughs> and so England are quite a distance away from having someone <clears> that can do that. And I don't know how they would bring someone through. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but I suppose the positive would be if we were to have someone like that mm-hmm. under the current regime, you think, well, at least Gareth Southgate would identify and, yeah. and get them in there, which is something that wouldn't happen in the past with mm-hmm. someone like Carrick, for example. Yeah. Just to be safe, can we start calling Fabian Delph Dazza? Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. I'm up for that, Get yeah. Get on that hype train. Yeah, well, sounds good. And, and drink what? And drink what? Faber. Drink Wazza. Yeah, Faber. <laughs> well, we've had a Wazza. Yeah. Had he's a Wazza. doing very well over, yeah. over in Washington. No, but drink DC. water. Drink Wazza. Yeah. Wazza yeah. to, to my mind, the, um, the the closest we've been to that is, and I mentioned it on this show, possibly <clears> just before the World Cup. And Marcus, you might have to fill me in on the details here because my memory's terrible. We played a game in the World Cup, might have been 2006. Did we play Ecuador in 2006? Uh, yes. Uh, and Carr- kick. Carrick played just behind two midfield players. <laughs> he did, he wasn't that convincing. I thought he was excellent. I thought I watched it back mm. for this purpose okay. before the World Cup and I thought he was decent. Okay. Well, um, England weren't that convincing on that. But anyway, I get the point. I think he was probably one of the best players we had. Well, I think. And, we'll and, 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 and we ne- he never re- famously never played a, a decent amount of competitive mm. games for England because we're terrible at, at identifying that type of player. Well, now, and, and the. The quest now is to find those kind of players and develop those kind of players, and hopefully with more English players playing in Germany, and that they will get yeah. they will get the game time and, and develop. But I think that Southgate, how he's setting up England at the moment, is is probably the right way to go about it. <clears throat> I understand that. Uh, ooh, was it Jamie Carragher was talking about the problem is with the system at the moment is if you have wing backs and you play against a team who play kind of four three three. You, you get pinned back and then you have five at the back and it's difficult to get out. So I understand the criticisms there. But I think what Southgate is trying to do is actually more of a Jurgen Klopp-style approach to the game. Klopp is not so um, besotted with possession like other people are. 
His is more, what did he call it? Heavy metal football. Mm. And actually, when he plays against teams, most notably Pep Guardiola, uh, Pep Guardiola sides, actually gets a bit of joy because he goes straight for. He for bypasses the, the press, basically. Essentially, yeah. 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 And, and, and he's, his sides have learned how to do that very, very well. And they attack and they play uh, really high tempo. They do press high and they score goals. And as we saw in the Champions League and, and uh, the 4 3 Anfield, um, was it uh, two seasons ago now? Uh, if you can get at those teams and you can get a bit of joy, you can you can you can sort of crash bang wallop them mm. for a period of 10, 20 minutes, and that wins you the game. And then you kind of go into a more zonal and mm. protect. And so if England actually, because you've got to you've got to play with the hands you're dealt with. And I think what Southgate's doing absolutely right. But if we suddenly think, come on, Henderson, be be like uh, Xavi or be yeah. like somebody like that, he's not going to be. And Henderson himself said he was very tired because of uh, you know his very difficult job. Well, he's not you, playing you, much football. He's not. He's, well, he's not playing much football. But, players, but Deli Ali and Jesse Lingard are playing slightly but out of you, position. You, exactly, and you wonder whether this formation suits the players we've got because we like, Kane likes to play up front on his own, mm-hmm. um, Ali likes to play off Kane, and Ali's at his best, in my opinion, when he's uh, instinctive. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's got too much too, too much time, he's, he's mucks about mm-hmm. way too much for my liking. Yeah. I know that makes me sound old, but you understand what I mean. Yeah. Maybe they have to adapt that slightly... Um, and well, but, but at the same time, that would sort of in, that would indicate the idea of playing a four-two-three-one, and I don't like England playing well, not too ponderous holding midfield. So what though. you can do then, and in, and if England, we we talked about the centre halves last time round. If England can uh, get great consistent performances out, say Stones and Gomez were the two we highlighted, because uh, I think Maguire is good, but I think well, you never know, but I think I think Maguire in the centre of a four. At top level international football, I'm not sure if, you know, I think in that three he kind of works. But if England can find themselves getting into a back four, you can still play that three in midfield, just one in front of the back four, and then your two shuttlers. But then you've got two guys out wide mm. who are, you know, with with the support of the fullbacks who can still act like wing backs because they're mm. that good. What, what England have, so so in your wide positions, you could play. Uh, <clears throat> a Deli Alley, but slightly lopsided coming in. If Sterling on the other side and Kane up top, what, and I what, think what if was, we could move into that, that would be quite what, exciting. I, th- I thought his con- uh, comments about Marcus Rashford were really interesting because he identified that he feels like Rashford basically wasn't close enough to goal and was dropping too deep. And yeah, you know, he wasn't getting the best out of um, Rashford. Sort of as, as you touched on with Ali actually as well. He's instinctive sort of um, kind of finishing ability, and obviously that paid off with a goal just by by that little tweak. So Southgate has made a you know, made a lot of noise throughout his tenure yeah. about tweaking things and finding the right way to play. And that's not changing the formation with every game. It's adapting it slightly, yeah. and trying players into even very slightly different positions. And, and you know, if we're going to go on to be a team that can dominate play against, against better teams and can compete um, against competitive teams, then these little flashes where we do pass the ball very, really well and look like we're controlling the game, they need to just gradually be extended. It's not going to happen overnight. It might not even happen with this generation. It might be that in, you know, in future years, that's just how England play because that's just how football is. And, you know, even though it's three defeats in a row, um, you know, which is a bit of an anomaly, uh, it's, still, it's still looking really positive. You're coming up against you, one, one of those defeats is a third place player from the World Cup, yeah, which exactly. everyone in this room and outside of this room in England probably would have taken. And secondly, um, we're playing against a Spanish team who have got a new manager. So mm-hmm. the players are obviously interested in pressing that manager. Um, so it's a bit of a perfect storm, really. What, what do you think the positives were for England to take from, yeah. from this? Well, just on that note, I was hoping that the manager was going to get sacked like the day before. <laughs> the game. Every of, game. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. thought that could be a cycle that would benefit the, the, the wider picture in Europe other than Spain itself. I mean, the positives are England finished the game with a flurry. And 
okay, it would have been a very lucky equaliser in a David De Gea mistake, which he seems to have in him these days. Mm, yeah. quite I, thought, I have to say, I know this is going to make me sound unpopular, but I thought that was a foul. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was, I thought it was a foul. I thought it was yeah. Take, yeah, me, take was... me up to the uh, Tower of London now. But I thought he fouled. He fouled the. It was either Ramos or I can't remember or someone else. He pushed him in the back, mm-hmm. and then he's backed into De Gea. Knew what he was doing. Right. These days, that's always going to be mm. given. Well, you better foul. hope that the police turn up after we finish recording, mate. Yeah, I know because you've got some questioning uh, heading your way. But yeah, yeah I, I th- yeah, I mean, it was given as a foul, so that's the end of the conversation. Uh, but England did finish with a bit of a flurry. The, the the intensity was 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 all right. I mean, yes, in periods, of course, Spain looked pretty relaxed and so on. But I think the character of the side is still there, and I think that Southgate he's trying to change, he's trying to change a footballing culture. And if yeah. and if you go into any situation without sounding, you know, unnecessary about this, if you go into any kind of situation, whether your work environment, your family, if you try and change a culture, it takes time, and Southgate is doing that, and and great success. Slightly fortuitous, but still at the World Cup, one we'll remember for many a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and he's doing that. And again, he is not letting up. People, are, saying, people right. are gutted about the waistcoat, Marcus. Well, you asked me to talk about the positives. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I'm not going to focus on the negatives. Yeah. Maybe he had a, maybe he had a waistcoat on under his shirt. <laughs> people just haven't seen it. Tattooed on. Maybe yeah, the waistcoat. Imagine he tattooed himself away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horrible kind of block tattoo you only see on, I think, the shoulder. The bass player from Ray J. Yes, Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. People covering other tattoos up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe the waistcoat could come back for the for the mm. next two. Uh, maybe for the Switzerland game tomorrow night. Who knows? Yeah, that's, I, that's... I agree with Marcus. You can only play with the hand your delf. Right. Hand your delt. Yeah, I get it. I got it. I yeah. Just, yeah. This no. is why you don't like puns, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not very good at them. <laughs> Um, but it was a lovely pass from Luke that Shaw. Was, that was, was dying. And, yeah. and we have to thank Jose and Mourinho. Punished, and he got punished for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he we did. Have, he did. We have to thank Jose Mourinho. For falling yeah. over in public. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think this is all some sort of orchestrated PR thing because yeah. like, there's been a lot of um, press talk about you know the new look nice Mourinho. I think he's making himself a little bit of a Mr Bean character to throw <laughs> us all off the scent. If anyone, if you saw it, there's no way that on purpose. <laughs> it, was, it was horrendous. I only saw a freeze frame. <laughs> it looked like he was on some kind of bridge. Where was he? He was going. He was going over a, a velvet rope onto a carpet into a hotel. I think. All right, okay. Cost I you think into or out. Form as he yeah. calls it. Yeah. What, what an amazing metaphor for how things are going for him. Yeah. Yeah. Into oh, the Linton Travel Tavern. Yeah. yeah, I'm moving house. Do you mean room? Yes. Yeah. I saw. I saw a newspaper story yesterday saying Zinedine Zidane is, is told friends he's expecting a call from Man United. Yeah. Like, oh, is that a story? No. I mean, what? Yeah. I've, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I think it'd be great. Marcus Rashford did have a couple of chances. He probably should have added mm. to his uh, tally of one. Uh, Do you but... want to go to the tower as well? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said probably. I, I mean, a draw would have probably flattered England a little bit. So England are now up against it. They, uh, they're away in uh, Croatia next month and then away in Spain. But, you know, on the road with the waistcoat back on, yeah. Jim, so let's gonna turn that older. frown into a... Smile. Yeah. Three points. Saying uh, <laughs> I think it's all right. Uh, one of the positives, Luke, is um, with Jordan Pickford's football boots. Yeah, cra- Chris is cracking. <laughs> yeah. Grabbed our attention last week. Some players have their kids' names or, or something similar written on their boots. Written on Pickford's boots, the words, get the rave on. <laughs> he, he initially said that in an interview when he was playing for Sunderland, didn't he? A long oh, is that what ago. it is? Yeah, it was sort of like, almost like a call to 
call to action for the fans, but I love that. Let's get like, the rave on. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why they got to, to demotted. It's so northern. It is. There's so much character Pete's in Pete's sat there thing, thinking, though. what's your problem? Yeah. Yeah, the, the North East is the only place where you still see posters for happy hardcore nights. Yeah. Nice. You just don't see them anywhere In else. the North, when you have a wedding, get the rave on is in the vows. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's live. Like, yeah, Pickford's also got an underrated rascal haircut. Oh, yeah. His yeah, haircut yeah. is like one of those weird like oh, 90s French crops. Yeah, he's Thomas Turgoose, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but it was good to see. But yeah, Spain play uh, Croatia at home uh, next. So uh, all to play for in, in Group A for Spain. Or in, I think uh, England, are, my prediction is England are going to become a team that is permanently flitting between League League B and League A. Yeah, yeah. If it carries mm. on this way and teams take it seriously and it becomes a, a going concern, which we, we expect it to, it'll be, they'll go between B and A, almost I mean, like the Darren Huckabee of international and, football. Oh, England they're, are. They're the Newcastle United of international yeah. football. Oh God, we really are. are. Yeah. Um, England are, I mean, they're in a very tough group there, but obviously it's based on the coefficient, you know, so yeah. fair enough. Uh, but uh, it would be strange uh, to see England relegated, but then we could see England get promoted. Let's look on the yeah. bright side, Pete. You enjoyed it when Newcastle. But we'd have promoted. to be relegated, yeah, to, be be relegated yeah. to be promoted. Well, I, I refer you to Pete Donaldson's Newcastle United. All right then. Just don't Next be boring. Yeah. 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 Well, England plays Switzerland tomorrow night. The Swiss beat Iceland six 0 in the Nations League. Mm. Six That's different their scorers. In those little Is that their heaviest ice... defeat in a little in, in ever? Iceland. I wouldn't have thought ever. One goal for every uh, person living in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Wow, well, those is, is is it the end of the road? For those Icelandic slugs. Are you saying that's to be here now of the of the Icelandic movement? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Icelandic golden era yeah. is Actually, over. I don't think Marcus acknowledges a decline in Oasis's output, do you? No. <laughs> no. They've, they've never been better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Noel Gallagher's nominated for a bleed Mercury this year, um, yeah, haven't it? Uh, save it for your radio show, mate. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. Just trying to bring some, uh, you know, contemporary news to this flagging shot. Well, I'll give, give you some contemporary news. Give us another bit of contemporary news. I'll give you some please. contemporary news. Ben Chilwell and Andre Gray have uh, been brought into the England squad. I'm surprised Ooh. that he's called up Andre Gray yeah. and he's ignored Ings and Wilson. I think the match is being played at Leicester City. Right, okay. So maybe they're trying so to keep not Andre Gray, it's Damari Gray. <laughs> oh, sorry, Damari Gray, that's what I meant. Sorry. All the Grays. Sorry, yeah. Jimbo. That's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Leicester City one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, um, we're playing a game Tuesday night. Uh, Do you fancy it? Bring your boots. Yeah. They're all they're all in the uh, stadium. All right, fine. I mean, that's Post, not nothing. how we should be picking teams. No. That is <laughs> exactly a worrying how sort you of should. slip, actually, isn't it? Why have you South picked Gates? Ben Chilwell? Obviously. He was in the area. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what should yeah. be happening. Well, Vardy, I mean, he could have, he's, he's probably thinking to himself, ah, oh, I should have retired, <laughs> you know, <laughs> next month. Match, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't fancy away trips to Croatia and Spain. Uh, but there we are. But Luke Shaw has, of course, gone back to Manchester after he got polaxed. Well, I'm pleased it was, um, yeah. it doesn't appear to be that serious. <sighs> I was really worried for him. He had such bad luck. And he, he, I think he started the season really well and he's played his way into that team and he, and he deserved to start for England. Um, and to see him finish the game in that way was, was actually quite distressing. It was a shame. Um, but he got a beautiful assist. He did. He, did. he was fantastic. And again, thanks goes to Jose Mourinho. Indeed. Well, oh. Luke, to be fair, Luke Shaw said that himself. Yeah. Mm. I know, I'm yeah. not being sarcastic. Yeah. If we have a pop-up Mourinho when he does some bad things, Absolutely. we owe it to ourselves to ignore him when he does good things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like him saying that it was a good thing that George Mourinho bullied me in public. Yeah, I think it's like Stockholm syndrome. I think it's unhelpful, yeah. yeah I think it's like it is, you yeah. and us here. Yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah okay. mm-hmm. All right then. Well, uh, we'll be back after the break with some emails from Petey and we shall talk about Denmark and Wales. See you in a moment. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Ball's coming in the box now. What a save, Saproni. 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 Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. As promised, it's time for emails with PTD. It is time for emails with me. Hello to... Oh, I've not put the name down, but thank you very much to whoever came in this one. Actually, we had a few emails about this, so it's uh, important that I don't... Single one person from the Ramble listeners at large. Um, uh, A few more surprising links for you uh, following your Van Anholt um, fair uh, revelation that we brought you a few weeks ago. Um, What was that one? Remind all of these cousins. uh, All of these players are cousins. All of these players are cousins. Uh, Iwobi and Akocha. Akocha. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Luar Luar and Balassi. Okay. Uh, Didn't know that. Modric and Viduka. Yeah, I heard that one. That's a well known one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Viduka. Oh. Mark Viduka. I don't think I know this song. Mark Viduka. Because it was never sang at Newcastle United. <laughs> yeah. where it was dreadful. Yeah. Did you not know the words? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Nani and Angel Gomez and also Drogba and Tebili. Tebili. Oh, Oliver Tebili. Oh, okay. Right. Good. So Keep those go. coming in. Footballing cousins. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, and also uh, Victor Wanyama and uh, McDonald Mariga, the only two Kenyan players that anyone can name, prove me wrong, are actually brothers. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Uh, Ashley, uh, and Bidad. Jim Campbell and Sol Campbell. Yeah, correct. Ashley Bidad uh, <laughs> says, if I'm not too late, I have a couple of highlights for this week's show. 
Uh, you're never too late, my friends. Well, you are. It's after we've made the show. Yeah, yeah I but mean, there'll be another one along. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> we're like buses. Yeah, terrible buses. Uh, taking inspiration from Romario's interview with Four Four Two, where he uh, proclaimed, "My biggest regret was not telling some motherfuckers to fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a you're Pete... a motherfucker. Fuck off. <laughs> that sounds like so. Pete Donaldson was saying. Yay. Mm. Um, yeah, I spent all week <laughs> contemplating Robert Earnshaw's refreshingly ex- existential uh, theories, only to come with a conclusion: isn't having a conversation with your future self and having a conversation with your past self the same? thing oh yes it is yeah well it technically but it would happen in different times though so it's the question is still valid surely well yeah but it's... yeah but you're still you though aren't you so you're still conversing with your past self yeah uh, whereas your yeah. past self is is conversing with your future, future self, self. So true yeah the, yeah the correlation is the same you're the still, mind boggles still time cousins aren't you yeah time um, cousins yeah. <laughs> here's a here's a here's an email from anonymous and you'll see why he wants to be remain well not not the hacking group anonymous I was going to say don't read that open that bloody yeah. email yeah. 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 We've, we've got, got Marcus's emails is it, does it say now all your bases are belong to us <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Leaks. Um, yeah. uh, that's yeah. what I've heard, anyway. Uh, long-time <laughs> listener, one-time colleague of Marcus is here. So this person is who you. Don't speculate, because it's anonymous. Marcus okay. has gone pale. I, have, <laughs> I think it is that group we just yeah. uh, mentioned. Further to your recent mentions of mm. Dennis Wise, I thought I'd send a short <laughs> tale of my encounter with him. I used to be a stadium announcer, very much punching at their weight football club. At one time, Dennis's team came to play in a pre-season friendly. Dennis was there as either a coach or a non-playing player, I forget, Plus, I'm trying to keep it vague to Where remain this, largely sorry? unidentifiable. Don't say. We, we, we're keeping okay. everything anonymous. Uh, either way, he was in... It's not going for gloves, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Calm it down, all right? Well, I've got this one because apparently he knows only me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either way, he was in the away dugout chatting to his teammates, lads, banter, etc. They had just signed a new foreign centre-half and ever the professional, I wanted to check what the pronunciation was. So, during a short pause in their conversation, I went up to the diminutive trouble magnet and said, <laughs> and said, uh, excuse me, Dennis, before I could finish my sentence, he rolled his eyes at his teammates, grabbed my clip-bond pen out of my hand, scrawled his name across my team sheet and handed it back. All without looking at me even once. I was a little bit taken aback at the sheer audacity of the man. I, me- I mean, I was stood in the dugout, for crying out loud. I was wearing a club pass. I was clearly a club official. So I said, uh, no, Dennis, I don't want your autograph. I just want to know how to pronounce your number 23. Bold move, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, his teammates creased up. He glared at me with his two close-together eyes, spat, I don't fucking know, through his pinched <laughs> lips, and he marched back up the tunnel to the dressing room as fast as little legs could carry him. Before Can't ripping my throat out. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, was the player? Stuff. Doesn't say, no. Doesn't say. No, oh, shame. No, never mind. Oh. Hard, to, hard to narrow that one down, but... Um, he should not. I mean, I mean yeah. some stories when people when people email in and they say, oh, yeah, I met such and such, and he acted like this, and so yeah. and you think, eh, that, I, I don't believe mm. that. Believe that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you got some inside knowledge then, Mark? Yes. But, uh, Dennis Wise acting like that, Jim. I think we've all got mm. the knowledge. Remember that ta- but the source is, you know, connected to you. Remember well, that it's taxi- anonymous. I don't know who it is. Mm. It's that taxi driver. Remember that taxi driver. You know, if the cap fits. Oh, Nicholas Bentner. Oh, yes. Yeah, Ooh. yeah ongoing court case. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just said Nicholas Bentley. Yeah, I know. We all know what you meant. We all know what you meant. Town from Brisbane, Australia has pointed out, a few people have pointed this out, uh, that the new um, FIFA FIFA 19 um, has oh, yeah. basically, they've, they've taken like a picture of Alan Pardew and Emmanuel Riviere, uh, one of the poorer Newcastle imports, um, and they've slapped him in the middle of FIFA for no good reason. Yeah, like, yeah. Completely, like they have anonymised him, on. both people. You can play as Alan Pardew. No, you can't play as Alan <sighs> Pardew. But it basically, the top of his head's cut off. 
So that that's supposed to be an anonymous manager hanging out and shaking hands with an anonymous footballer, oh. and it's a, it's clearly a Man Revere. Wow! Uh, and also Alan Pardew. So I will not be purchasing. No, but that's what a dig. It, it's effectively declared him an irrelevance. <laughs> yes, yeah, we can anonymize this, and no one will know. This, yeah, but they this man chosen... doesn't count as a person. But usually, <laughs> they could have chosen any manager, Jim. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, all right, okay, fair enough. Never um, mind. Thank and, you very uh, much. You want to get to your show at thefootballramble.com. And before we move on, um, as, as you guys know, uh, Fort William were at home to Keith. Oh, yeah. Weekend. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. The singular Keith. Yeah. And, how, did, uh, how did he get on? Was there a uh, gubbing? Yeah, they lost 4-1 at home to Keith. Hey, got, got a goal? goal. Just got one goal. man. Got yeah. a goal. I don't know if Keith scored for Keith. I can't find it, but hopefully he did. <laughs> mm. He right. scored a goal. Look, yeah. it's good. We it, scored a goal against Spain. They scored a goal against Keith. Yeah, if only... Football was... That's what England need, a confidence-inducing <laughs> friendly against Fort William FC. It okay. wouldn't be a bad okay. thing. Yeah. Uh, Wales were away in Denmark. Denmark got themselves together and, 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 and beat Wales too. Now, differing fortunes for Wales because they beat Ireland 4-1. Mm. At, yeah, uh, but Ireland were terrible. Yeah. I know, but Wales were good. Though, whatever yeah. the Welsh for a gubbing is, and do get in touch. Yeah. With an a gubbing. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah no, they were fantastic, weren't they? And that real spirit of uh, you know of the Euros almost was there. They looked really exciting and just really up for anything. It's a shame um, Gareth Bale's um, second goal was disallowed, even though the, you know the whistle went about a minute before he hit it because that was a beauty as well. Well, he, they, did, he did score a good goal. Oh, though. he scored a beautiful goal, an even better one than that one. But it was a really dynamic performance from Wales. It was yeah. really. Really... All is not right in the camp at Republic of Ireland. No. I mean, the players are playing. There are players not playing because of could apparently you, some you... sort of a problem with Roy Keane. I was about to say, can you pinpoint yeah. it on yeah. one man? Yeah, <laughs> well, you really can. Like he's made rest. comments about so many footballers that just don't want to play for Ireland. Like, yeah. just, yeah. it, he's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Wales have, Wales must be gutted that they had to play against the proper Denmark. Yeah, but yeah. It, was, it disrupted Wales as probably their preparations because it was sorted out on. Was it sort of on Thursday? It was late doors. Yeah, okay. Because one minute you, you're trying to prepare against... A, a pub team. Against the pub team. Well, no, mm. you're trying to prepare against the proper side and then the pub team shows out in the, in the friendly and you think, hang on, what's going on? And the players are thinking, you, it, it's hard to keep yourself in that mindset. You know, Slovakia said they found it hard to prepare for the game. Mm. And then, of course, that then happens. And, uh, you know, Denmark looked, you know, pretty good, actually. I mean, mm. to beat a decent side in Wales, who off the back of that were flying high, yeah. you know, you've got to hand it to them. It's a very difficult side to beat Denmark. I mean, if you look at some of the, the stats, they've only conceded two goals in their past nine home games, um, which, you know, and you saw at the World Cup, it was only on penalties mm. that uh, Croatia beat them. Yeah, uh, Christian Eriksen is so consistently world-class for Denmark. Like yeah. A real cut above oh, anyone was, else on the They pitch. couldn't deal with him. The, the positions he takes up, he takes such he takes up such good positions. Every yeah. it, when When I saw... What I saw in this game, every single time Denmark had the ball, Ericsson was in space. He, he finds space yeah. so well. And the first goal was a great example of that, where he just, he just in between the lines, as they say, picked the ball up. And he's such a good player that he doesn't need much time. And he just rifles it in the bottom corner. Well, that's the thing. When you, Difficult when you, for him to deal when with. When you have a player who can find space, because Wales, the one player, when you play against Denmark, the one player is right, we've got to do a job on him. Mm. Can't mm. give Ericsson space. You know, and he, at the end of the game, they lose 2 0. He's got both goals. Okay, second one was a penalty. And you just think, Hang on, we, we planned for this. How did he manage that? But <laughs> yeah. he just he just finds a way, doesn't he? Um, good news for Wales, though. Obviously, um, oh sorry, okay. Uh, um, it, it was, it was a, just a cough, Mark. <laughs> I, I just wondered what that was. It was interesting. Uh, Ethan uh, Ampadu uh, of, of Chelsea was brilliant against Ireland, mm. and he looks a player, doesn't he? You know, still uh, what is he? He's still in his teens. One of those players we think, you know, with someone like Danny Williams. Uh, oh, not Danny Williams. I always get that wrong. Ashley Williams, uh, not mm. the boxer. Um, uh, Ashley Williams, uh, of course, suffered an injury. Uh, punctured lung, Oof. wasn't it? He was out for a bit and uh, he was rested against 
Denmark, I believe. So a, a big character like Williams, who's in that Wales side, you know, towards the end of his career. And when, mm. when a player like that moves on, you think, ah, who, who's going to fill those shoes, those very formidable shoes? He's not moved on yet, of course. You know, he's still got a little bit of uh, bit of life in him. But uh, but it's good news for Wales, a young player like that playing... Um, I think he's only 17 in the end. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, I wish he was playing for another side, a club side, just because they just... Well, that's it, They isn't just it? don't get their chance at Of course. Do they? Yeah, he had an injury though. His injury, a difficult time last season. He's only just come back and and, right, and he's only seventeen. As yeah, well. he looked fantastic against them. Um, mm. Against um, so assured. And for a footballer with that hairdo as well, <laughs> you don't see that often. I mean, I know Henrik Larsson, it was slightly his was a bit more streamlined. You know, yeah, so. I'm, I imagine he'll move that on <laughs> as he gets older. <laughs> but Wales, you know, Ryan Giggs spoke about his team as an improving side who need to learn lessons. A little bit like England, I suppose. But again, you look at that result against Ireland; they were brilliant and. Away to Denmark, a very canny side again, who are hard to beat and so on. Not too shabby. No, absolutely right. Not absolutely. Too shabby. And I think one thing I do I do respect about Wales is they've acknowledged that um, that Gareth Bale is by far their best player, and they've they've agreed to sort of not fall in line behind him, but essentially he well, doesn't done that for a few years. Yeah, now. absolutely. But they continue to do that. They don't mm. farm out wide and just and oh, that's his best position, so he plays out there. He plays through the middle. He's the main man, and even players like Aaron Ramsey who is a really established, great uh, top-level footballer, is, is happy to do that. Yeah. And he's also happy thing. to gift Ireland a goal. Yeah, he is, yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay. absolutely yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's happy to do that, but he did. Um, but let's move on uh, to uh, the Green and White Army of Northern Ireland. They will rue this one. Mm. That, I mean, that first Bosnia ah. goal was a complete, a total sucker punch. Both, yeah. uh, but in both of them were, were shouldn't have gone in, really. I mean, Northern Ireland... You know, Bosnia Herzegovina, a decent side with uh, with you know obvious couple of standout players, and on paper they are better than Northern Ireland. They go there, Northern Ireland, trying to make that home ground a fortress as they have done for a few years now. They were on top for large parts of the match. They had chances. I mean, the, the stats, the that's sixty eight percent possession. Yeah. Northern Ireland, England could learn from that. Yeah. Um, they had twenty six shots to to, to Bosnia Herzegovina's five and eighteen corners with only one corner conceded against them, and yet they lost the game 2-1. It was such a shame. Scored for as well. They scored the, the very, yeah, yeah, very, very good on. goal late on from Grigg. He really sort of... Um, nice bit of acrobatics there as well. And also, um, the um, Bosnia-Herzegovina goal scorer was, uh, was Elvis Savage. Yes, Saric. Which is Saric, Saric rather, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a special name. The, the first Bosnia goal was massively against the run of play. Northern Ireland just had a little bit of a lack of cutting edge. And then the second goal was, of course, a big mix-up by um, Peacock, Cathcart. Farrell and uh, Cathcart. Both but who've had good starts to the season, but, by but the way. But Cathcart, for the first goal, he could have... He could have dived in and hooked it away, but he sort of let it run across him, yeah. I think, a little bit. I wondered the keeper could have come out and got that as well. I just think, yeah, it's such a shame for them because, you know, you, you've got to win your home games or at least not lose your home games in, in the UEFA Nations League. As yeah. we know, it's a gruelling competition, Peter. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there was a, a horrendous miss by Dallas as well. Yeah, Dallas they, had they, a, they had just, a difficult yeah. one to take. But, but yeah. they had this situation where they almost like they almost dominated the game, but they had no cutting edge. Mm. And then they made Lafferty. mistakes at the other end. Yeah, Lafferty. That, that's what I mean. Like, if they hadn't have made the mistakes, they'd have probably drawn. I was also gutted about how old Robert Prosnecki looks now. He looks homeless. <laughs> he looked like that when he was playing at the Pompey, yeah, was he? Yeah. Oh my god, I just yeah. forgot. Didn't you see him outside the stadium yeah. having a cigarette? He didn't, he didn't look old. He, looked, he, he was about 32. He didn't look that old. Oh, I thought, okay, right. Yeah. He looked a bit rough around the edges. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peacock Farrell, 21 year old goalkeeper. He's had a good start of the season, obviously, at Leeds. It, and, and, and he has, he has. I mean, he's playing for, for Bills as Leeds, which is one of the places to be. I think we can all agree. One of the places mm. to Bills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's such a shame for him to. to be on the wrong end of those. Well, the, that, the first goal they conceded was was it was the cross feasibly the cross probably should have been stopped. Mm. The keeper could have come and dominated the six yard box a bit more, yeah. and the and Cathcart could have been a bit more I know, um, quick I, to I, react. Really, and and them. that took the wind out of their sails big time. And then obviously having the mistake at the other end, 
is that in the second half they had a mistake at the other end and they conceded again and almost it's a bit like you dominate the game but you've got no cutting edge and if you're going to make mistakes at the back then it's going to happen yeah. and you can look like you 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 are the better team but obviously ultimately they won't yeah up against Israel in a friendly um, this week so uh, good luck to them there talking of friendly Scotland were beaten 4-0 by Belgium big Alex McLeish registered his fourth defeat in five for Scotland <laughs> this was Scotland's biggest home defeat since England won 5-0 in uh, February 1973 there Scotland have lost their last three consecutive home matches which is their joint worst run in their history he said McLeish said that he woke up on Sunday and said yep this is where the real uh, work starts you like yeah. I mean, come okay. on. Yeah. Well, this... He also said that um, he thinks about the Russian manager in the World Cup, um, that they'd lost all of their matches and then they had quite a good World Cup. He's like, but they, yeah, but they were in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't have to qualify. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this from the uh, inappropriately named Tom English from the BBC. Um, if you were a Scot, it was painful. An evisceration of McLeish's notion that his team were good enough to go toe-to-toe with the third best team in the world. Delusional. <laughs> uh, and then McLeish was smiling and laughing with M- Martinez after the full time whistle. I watched the game and they, Scotland were, it was, I mean, a couple of the goals they considered were, it was embarrassing. So sloppy. Really, really poor. I like Alex McLeish. By all accounts, he's a lovely fellow and, and he's widely quite popular. Yeah, Martinez was getting on with him famously after the full time yeah, whistle. Yeah, outside of some areas of Birmingham. Uh, he's, he's, he's but I don't think it was the right appointment. They should. I think they should. I said it as a bit of a joke on Thursday, but genuinely, I thought they should have gone for for Big Walter. Was he up for it though? He was up for it, but oh, apparently the FA mucked him around. He said, oh, I, he, said right. he said I'll, I'll take the job, but I don't want to get in the press, and I don't want you to release it, blah blah. And you need to get it done quickly. Um, I think Walter Smith just felt he's a bit like too long in the tooth for it. Mm. Yeah, Alan McCoy's lined up as his assistant as well. And um, the SFA just dilly dallyed around, and he just said, "Look, I don't want it now." I sound um, like the SFA. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, with someone like Walter Smith, if you, if you have a team like Scotland, you want someone to go in there a little bit more stick than carrot, perhaps. Mm. Um, get the feel good factor in the in the camp, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you need to make them organised. You need to get them solid, and the, you know the lack of goals is, is a yeah, problem. Exactly. There. That's, that's the big problem. But with McLeish, though, he he just looks too relaxed, and I wonder if you know if you think about the job he did a number of years ago when he was close to getting them to qualify for, was it the 2008 Euros? You know, he did a decent job, whereas now it's almost like he's he's too relaxed. It's, it's It was a walk in the park for Belgian Marcus. It, it, yeah. it, they, but McLeish's body language, the stuff he was saying, you just think that, that, that there's nothing really to hang on. Yeah. There's a really sort of great illustration of um, Scotland's sort of bluntness up front quite um, quite near to the end of the game where Abacheway had just scored his second goal and he'd had a lot of space and took it really, really calmly. And um, someone crossed it in for Stephen Naismith. And he, he had, yeah. you know, had a bit of time, a bit of space. And as he hit the ball, he was he was falling over. Mm. And it's like, you know, he's, he's a player that's played in the Premier League and has played at a high level. and Played in the whole know, for Everton yeah, for yeah, a season, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Did had, right. a, had, a, had a great time there. And yeah, I mean, even in time and space, it's, everything seems like a stretch. Everything seems a little bit panicked. And I, I guess it's different from the national team than um, from the club team. But, you know, you, that's a real real difference at that level and it shows yeah, I, I, I just think the two best players they've got are um, Tierney and uh, Robertson yeah. and they and he ends up sort of shoehorning them in I understand, why, yeah, I understand why they both he wants to play them both but um, Tierney's played right back before hasn't he as yeah, well. yeah. Under, and, and under Strachan he would often play right back so, so you wonder whether you can really afford to do that against a team like Belgium who are so good and and let's let's get it right I mean half hour to go they were falling up and I don't really think they, they had their foot on the gas after that mm. it was let's not get injured this this has been a fine exercise for us and I know it sounds disrespectful to Scotland to say that 
But they made like four changes at half time, I think. They knew they were going to win the game pretty easily. They didn't want to risk anyone. Lukaku got half, a half. Company, I think, got a half. Uh, Drake's Mertens got a half. Mm. And they changed it all up. And it was easy for them. I was watching it on. Um, I was watching it live and, and, and if Scotland are going to get any sort of result against a team like that, which I think is important for them to build, they need to do the basic things right. They need to understand. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go down the Craig Gordon route of playing 4-6-0 at home to Czech Republic or whatever it was. Which, which Craig famous, Levine. Craig Levine, yeah. Sorry, You're mixing with Craig, Craig Brown and uh, sorry, yeah, Craig, Craig Levine. Craig Levine route. Yeah. yeah, sorry. But, but it, what it does mean is, is essentially acknowledging what you're good at. And you're not going to get any confidence or build any sort of momentum if you're going to set up in that way and get your pants pulled down at home in a, in a quite an embarrassing way by a good team. It's, it's no good. It's just, yeah, it saps any kind of confidence and positivity. The stadium was not even half full. As you say, the goals were going in. It just looked so drab. And then McLeish is asked about his two options at fullback with, with, with Tierney and Robertson because he played Tierney on the left side of a three and then Robertson left wing back trying to sort of shoehorn them in. And he said, maybe I could move uh, Andy to left wing in the future and get Kieran in le- at left back. Who knows? Mm. I was like, well, hopefully you no. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's your decision. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking out loud, the future. you can shape the future. So, so yeah. when, when he was manager in 07, yeah. you said that he was unlucky not to qualify for a Euro today. Well, it was Christian Panucci who scored the goal for Italy that ultimately ended it yeah. for since that, Since then, he's. I mean, obviously he went to Birmingham after that and, and we know what happened there. And then he went to Villa and that was that was awful. Mm. He's not really done anything since. You know, he's, he's gone and taken up jobs in sort of Quite weird places. Well, that's what I mean with someone like McLeish. Sometimes when it comes to international jobs, it doesn't, you know, time can pass and so on. It's a different style of, you know, if you look at someone like Gareth Southgate, his is obviously a different CV to, to a lot of managers. But yeah. with McLeish, he's the type of manager and a type of old school manager where you think, too much has happened since you last really managed at any kind of decent so he's, level. He's essentially trading on that time he had at Rangers, basically. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, and this previously at Scotland, I, yeah, I but think a lot of Walter. I mean, like the same yeah, sort of situation it, there, isn't it? But he's a type. He's a type of guy who's going to get them up for it and get them mm. going. And, and and he's he's at that stage of his of his managerial career now, where he knows it inside out. He's had yeah. success pretty much. Not everywhere he's gone, but he, he's he's a bit of an old grandfather figure in Scottish yeah. football, right? I think he, he commands a bit more respect than McLeish, I yeah. would have thought. I mean, just think about it. If you, if, if, and they'd have, the have more... Super Alley, of course, with him as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll have a lovely time. If you the want carrot. It, they'll, beat, they'll, get, they'll get beat 4 0, but they'll have a rollicking yeah. time afterwards. And they'll still be free to commentate at the Euros. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, Jim. And maybe that was the problem. Mm. Uh, maybe that was the problem. The important one for Scotland is um, tonight against Albania, who beat Israel 1 0. So well, this is where it does really in. matter, isn't it? This is where it starts, and yeah. you know the, the drop off between Belgium and Albania is, is relatively large, shall we say? It's, it's, it's why it's why the nation is important. It is. Because they get to now rebuild against a team who are, you know, mm. according to the coefficient, roughly similar, and, and hopefully they can they can put it behind them and crack on. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. After the break, we are going to crack open the WhatsApp group. See you in a moment. He played in a reserve game the other day and I could have run about more than he did. Welcome mm. back to the Football Ramble. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday. We need a new best better. Harry Maguire did not score for England, but we respect Lewis Sullivan for his bravery. Oh. Did Harry Maguire come close to scoring? I think he got his head on one of the corners. Um, yeah. Um, he did, of course, land a new contract for Leicester, though, so he's probably happy mm. regardless. But Lewis Sullivan, we hardly knew ye. Oh. You're out in the cold, my friend. So show at thefootballramble.com for the next... Best, better candidate. I'll be picking them ahead of Thursday's show. So close. He wasn't that close, was he? Well, he missed that header. 
Yeah. So, but it was an ambitious bet, and and and, <laughs> and I and I do appreciate that. From, yeah. uh, from we were respecting him on Thursday. What's his name? Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah we respect you for that, Lewis. Yeah. But an ambitious bet. It's 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 not a surprise to me that a Southampton fan doesn't really get it when it comes to talking Outrageous. about football. Right? Outrageous. Outrageous. All right. Let's. You move called. On. You, we know what you've done with Sunderland fans over the years. He Donaldson. hasn't done it for a while because no. they're yeah. down in League One. He doesn't need to. Yeah, don't be on top Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. It's time to open the WhatsApp group. It is time to open the WhatsApp group. Play and I've jingle. just remembered we've got a little jingle. And here... I mean, I pointed at the thing that <laughs> you said that. Well, you point your finger a little bit further? When he next points. To the yeah, iPad, sorry, sorry. I apologise, everybody. I'll point my finger a bit further. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! It's the Eventually, you do have a jingle. Yeah. Yeah. It's the WhatsApp uh, group, everybody. You, you can tell that Pete's not got to be in his bonnet about the jingle yeah. by listening to the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now then, how point many, your finger how, a bit further. How big is this bonnet that you always say I've got bees in? It's massive because yeah. there's so well, many bees. Big, it's yeah. a ridiculous <laughs> it's a place hive. to put bees. <laughs> no, not that they've got flowers on them. Oh. The yeah, whole point is a bonnet's bonnet. got flowers on it. Yeah, but it? why is that? Why? Are the bees that makes it sound like the bees are inside the bonnet this, where the flat where you're they right, can't get you're the right, Peter, you, you don't have bonnet, any mate. you don't have any bees yeah. in your bonnet. No. Pete, how many how many sense. how many irate people would be in their bonnet do you see around here? <laughs> be on my bonnet. This could be a regular be buzzing around in my bonnet. No, it's in your bonnet. Why is it in that's my bonnet the, though? Well you tell yeah, me. Yeah, but in my bonnet would be underneath the hat. That's the saying. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's a ridiculous saying and it shouldn't You've be used. you literally got to be in your bonnet about the phrase be in your bonnet. Yeah, damn right I am. Last I'll take week, that one. Last week he, he got genuinely quite annoyed because of the phrase monkey on your back. Yeah. I'd quite like to have a monkey on my back. Yeah. This Tearing could be a regular feature. Right. Here's a top ten list of monkeys I let on my back. <laughs> Rhesus. Woolly. Langer. You're not going to do ten. Um, You're never going to do capuchin, ten. Capuchin. Spider. They've got prehensile tails. Mm. Um... That's five. Uh, that is five. You don't yeah. get any further. Um, you should have said five. Well, the little, right? two what of about each? the little money? Tamarind. Okay. Yeah. Howler. 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 No, you just said any monkey yeah. you could think uh, of. Proboscis. Right. Proboscis. What kind of bees do you want in your bonnet? <laughs> yeah. uh, what are the big ones? Macaque. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's nine. Oh, I just need one more monkey. One uh, more monkey. That's all I need. What are the ones that look like David Bowie in Labyrinth? Oh, oh, they're little monkeys, little we'll baby, have, uh, little tropical monkeys. That's no, that's monkey. an ape. It's an ape, Jim. Just big, have uh, big, big, big Ross's chunk. monkey from Friends, and we're done. That's a okay. spider monkey. No, no it's not. not. Capuchin. I've yeah. already said it. One more. Um, it doesn't matter, Pete. Uh, can I, I'm now thinking of you with a monkey on your back, and that monkey's got a bonnet on it. Yeah. With a bee in the bonnet on the yeah. monkey. Seeing, on your back. hearing, and speaking an awful lot of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right then. We mentioned Diego Maradona. I can't remember if that was... I think that was in the WhatsApp chat last week. Well, he's back in there because he's been appointed coach of Mexican second division side Dorados. But football won't learn, will it? No. <laughs> How can there be anyone left on earth that doesn't realise this is a terrible idea a that side will end badly? that is placed inconveniently, some may argue, uh, in uh, the heartland of Mexico's uh, drug cartels. Isn't it in Sinaloa? Uh, Which yeah. is one of the biggest car- drug cartels in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LDA goes off. Can't there. get money from somewhere. Yeah. That sounds then. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I think I, there can't be a publicly traded company that hasn't employed that man. At I some mean, point. the thing about that, not, <laughs> not even he can think that's a good idea. No, because <laughs> that's, that's like, no. What do you like the most? Right, let's go to where it is. Yeah, but that's the thing. What, what, what do you have to say to him, right, Diego? We've got this opportunity. What have you got to present him? In which he goes, oh nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would what? love a list of the jobs he's turned down. He must have turned <laughs> yeah. some of them. Well, maybe down. he doesn't turn them down. He's just working. Through them, the ones yeah. from each one. Is, I, that, I think that's it. The, the ones that involve hard work. He turns down. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to work in a factory? Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know, mm. Diego Maradona shouldn't be working in a factory, should he? 
Depends on the factory, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's true. If it's a football factory. Mm, a dream factory. A yeah. dream factory. <laughs> yeah, Puddle so... factory. You can do a little belly slide in it. Yeah. I know. So, honey factory. Well, Maradona, my giddy aunt. So there we are. He's back in there. Ah, yeah. yes. Did we enjoyed this, didn't we? Um, Brazil beat the US 2-0 uh, in the friendly match in New Jersey. And uh, there was a little video that uh, was doing the rounds um, when uh, Neymar went down and seemed to be in some discomfort. And the referee... I mean, he was, wasn't in any discomfort. Yeah, well, the referee was seen conversing with Newcastle United man, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, who seemed to say to the referee repeatedly with a smile, did you watch the World Cup? <laughs> did you watch the World Cup? <laughs> Maybe he was just, like, pleased about how good the World Cup was. Yeah. Well, it was good, wasn't it? It was Did, good. It was did you watch the World Cup? The US were not involved. I was going to say, the ref could have said, yeah, and I didn't see you there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what the referee should have said. Well, that's yeah. effectively what Neymar has said, isn't it? He sort of responded to this by basically going, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Neymar, you seem in more discomfort. Mm. So, uh, so that was uh, enjoyable. Oh, oh um, Emperor Tamarind, it's a different kind of tamarind monkey. You well can have a Barbary macaque or a lion tail macaque mm. or a yellow tail woolly monkey if yeah, you yeah, want. You're you're all right, Lima, fucking Lima. It's not a monkey, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a capital city. <laughs> is it nice to get the monkey out of your bonnet, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, Peter, Hello. something that, that has made you slightly irate and sad is that your favourite Chinese takeaway is closing down in central London. Yeah, I don't know why this is in the show. Well, because it was, it was in the WhatsApp, WhatsApp group, group and yeah. you tweeted about that's it. The, that's the thing, though, isn't it? The, the, the problem with international weekends, we find <laughs> things to amuse ourselves. Because, no, because you said last week that you were going to buy Chinese and watch England v Spain. Yes. Yeah. I did, right. They're not closing until September 29th. How did you hear the news when you went in there to get the Chinese for England v Spain? The woman who... Uh, she said, that's my the order. man. She, yeah. knows, she knows my order off by heart. She's already typing in before I even... You know, she did you tell me the you window. you're moving out of the area? <laughs> <laughs> she went, uh, oh, we're closing down on the 29th. I was like, what? And I was like... I mean, I live next to Chinatown. I don't think I'll yeah. be short of a chi- Chinese uh, Why takeaway. don't you go to Chinatown to get your Chinese food? Because Tuk Tuk's even closer. <laughs> And not, it's and, called Tuk Tuk. Pete, some, I mean, that's fair, is it not? Just, yeah, yeah. Pete sometimes so. sends a picture of the plate of Chinese food that he's eating. And can I say, it always looks horrendous. It's wonderful. It's just it nuc- looks it's so it's nuclear. The, the colours look so unnatural. But isn't this the place that gives you sort of like a month's supply for 15 quid or something? Yeah, so it's amazing value. Tuk Tuk. How yeah. much is it? How Amazing much? value, give, <laughs> differing quality. I yeah. give it the Pete Donaldson thumbs up for it's the next 29 days. It, it, it's such good value, they're going out of business. <laughs> have you asked them to recommend a new one or is that a bit, is that not done? I think they're going to move into Chinatown, so I will oh. have to follow them into Chinatown. Well, they've, they've been bought out by Mike Ashley. Who's <laughs> <laughs> still trying to Imagine save the they're trying, to, they're trying to edge further yeah. away from Pete's uh, <laughs> front door. Go in there, there's just spring rolls all over the floor. Did, did you, speaking of the watch, did you see Mike Ashley's amazing trousers over the weekend? Yes, I did he see that. He was spotted visiting, I think, one of his uh, properties. Maybe it might have been a house of friends. I don't mm. know, but he was uh, wearing... What can I be described as like the the biggest jeans you've ever seen in in, in your life? Incredible! I can yes. well imagine. Yeah, gigantic. There was like, a lot of space around his ankles. It wasn't even boot cut. No, he no. could fit some bees up there. I tell you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 bonnet cut. <laughs> they they're like um they're like those old those pair of trousers that you sometimes back in the day you see French women wear. They're called culottes. Oh right, okay, yeah, ma- yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the width on them. They're like my old skater trousers, but my skater trousers didn't like I, I don't go think, into go in at the I, end. Yeah, I don't think Mike Ashley's. Been brushing up on his uh, classic French women's kind of fashion. No, but that's yeah, the look for me. <laughs> no, maybe that's a new sports direct season. Maybe yeah. not. Um, oh, and one last thing in the WhatsApp group: we were treated to a photo of two snakes having it off and a dingo eating a shark, presumably in Australia. Yeah, it was in Australia. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the best photos I've ever seen. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. so much happening. Yeah, do yeah. check that out. It's, it's a half a shark, <laughs> literally half a shark, yeah. the front half on a beach with a dingo stood next to it, <laughs> and then two snakes having sex in the foreground. <laughs> The scene is so typically Australian. I, I really want to see that man in Manchester's lying down on like... Oh, yeah, with a pint. With a pint. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the foreground. 
yeah. cast on my forex. And the, and the dingo was having a rest from eating the shark, having a drink out of a sports direct mug. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a, it's quite see. a young looking shark as well. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. a dingo's ate my baby shark. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very Australia. Australia. Yeah. I hope not for their mm. sakes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the football ramble. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure talking to you. The preview show is on Thursday. We'll see you for then. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Let's say goodbye, BT. Shellacking. Bye from me. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.